we may be going through. I, um, I was speaking with a sister uh, recently that um, had to, she was no longer being respected at, at, at work and uh, was being attacked. So she had to give up her job this past week. That's, that's awful. You know, uh, but she knew, hey, you know what? This isn't right for me. You know, this isn't right. This isn't a good situation for me to be in. Understanding that the Lord is the one that provides for her. You know, the Lord's going to deal with those people and and uh, and those things. But, you know, he's the one that sits on the throne judging in righteousness. You know, as as she's I don't I don't know exactly all the all the details, but it's unfortunate that she was bringing uh, stuff to her supervisor and she felt that she had been wronged. When we think we're wronged, we it would often, in, in a court of law, you go to a judge. We understand that the Lord is a judge for us. When it says in verse 5 that you have rebuked the nations, uh, you have destroyed the wicked, you have blotted out their name forever and ever, I don't want to be included in that. Having our name blotted out forever and ever. That's a to to be on the good side of the Lord and the right the 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 gracious side of the Lord. I'd rather I'd rather stand in His grace than stand uh, and and wait for the Lord's judgment. You know, we we have one or the other. Verse six, David said, "O enemy, uh, destructions are finished forever, and you have destroyed cities. Even their memory has perished." That word contrast in verse 7. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness. You know, an enemy, uh, you know, a, a wicked ruler, uh, or uh, more commonly, I, I think of this more, uh, those in power, uh, in our, we have several. We don't. We don't have a king. We have a president. Uh, but uh, the the president always, uh, whenever they're putting, uh, want to put forth a law, it goes through, you know, Congress and and the Senate, and you know they vote on it, and then the, the president gets the the ultimate say, regardless of who's there. You know, not, you know current presidents, you know, past presidents. We we have a uh, we have a democracy here in the, in this country, so um, uh, we it, it's it can oftentimes be different, but we we do have oppressors uh, within the government at times. And uh, just understanding that the the things in our lives uh, that we may uh, we may encounter when we, there are orders from uh, governments for churches not to meet, uh, we are free Americans, and uh, we cannot be told the Supreme Court judge uh, judges uh, ruled that we cannot be told that we can't go to church. Uh, if you uh, consider what um, uh, I forget his name, it's Mike McIntosh's son in um, in California, and there's also a uh, he's a another Calvary Chapel pastor, uh, but he is very much affiliated with uh, several Calvaries in um, uh, in Virginia, and I can't remember his name right now, and I'll remember it afterward. But those they they faced much opposition during the COVID shutdowns, telling you can't go to church. You know, and and you, and you can't be there. There are times that uh, that you know we we as as Christians need to understand that uh, that the Lord is our judge. You know, and and we have to come to a, a a an understanding of whether we should obey man and or or obey God. And uh, we are called to uh, to be in in subjection to the governments above us. 
to a certain point until that starts con contradicting what the what the Lord says and what the Word says, and then we go to the Word. Just understanding. So David is writing of an enemy uh, because you know if you look back in those days, he's talking about um, cities and and people being destroyed and, and perishing. Uh, but the Lord shall endure forever. For us, we may face a different type of attack on our on our faith. And that, that attack um, it, from the enemy of our soul was to tell people they can't go to church. And do that through those who are, are, are uh, in, in control and, and um, that they would make a declaration, you can't go to church. And some churches close their doors. Some did for a little bit. This one did for like three services, three weeks, two weeks. And and the same in, in Orington. No, 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 no. We're not going to stop getting together. We're not. No, because that leads, you know, when we can't get together, then what is that going to? What's what's the end result of that? Online, you know, and I'm not slamming anybody that's listening online. And, I, and I've explained, you know, when, when we've talked, you know, when I've just I've been talking with, you know, Casey about our, our broadcast ability, he's, he's our sound guy. And. Um, and we're, we're talking about some things we, you know, we're using an iPad right now and, uh, you know, discussing, Hey, maybe we could get, uh, get a, 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 a get a camera and, uh, have it set up there. So I don't have this thing. Cause I, I see people sit behind it and then they're, they're doing this number and they're doing those things. And I, I do want to have an online presence. I do want people to, to be able to, if they can't get here to, to sit, uh, and, and be blessed should they choose to tune into, to a broadcast here. Uh, but I also don't want it to be such a good thing that they wouldn't attend with us if they can. You know that this that that wouldn't replace in in person fellowship. That we should be here. You know that that we should. Uh, so the the Lord is the one that goes out and that that protects us and you know uh, and, and provides for us. The the Lord is the one that we trust in to win our battles. That's what David is talking about. You know, there's an enemy, but then there's that that trust in the Lord, and that the Lord would be the judge. You know, for us for us to forsake uh, gathering together, we know is wrong. You know, when Hebrews ten twenty five tells us to not do that. That we would be, be together, and as this psalm and, and many other ones that oh you peoples, and it's talking about praise the Lord and getting together and lifting our voices together. I'm not saying that uh, that our that our uh, our government is our enemy. That is, that is not the case, you know. But our government doesn't uh, dictate and and should not dictate whether we can come to church or not. You know, if something like that comes down, then these doors are going to be open. They're going to remain open. You know, uh, that's uh, no matter what, you know, comes down the pike later on, the, this this church will be open. And uh, whoever would like to come can come. And you guys know when, when that all happened that, okay, if you want to sit with a mask, great. Nobody, nobody really cared. You know, if you don't want to wear a mask, nobody cared. Well, maybe some people did. Uh, but, uh, but, but you can spread out, you can do whatever and, and, and those, you know, just do what you want. But this church will remain open. And uh, and and we're we're going to uh, to trust the Lord. Verse nine: The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble. Now, speaking of what we just did, that was a time of trouble for us. Psalm, uh, sorry, Proverbs eighteen ten says, "The name of the Lord is a strong tower; the righteous run to it and are safe." Just like the situation that we just dealt with, where the church was being told, "You can't get together." You know what? 
we're going to trust the Lord. He's our refuge. You know, and, and we're going to go to him in that time of trouble. And we did. And, and the Lord preserved. The Lord took care of us. Verse 10. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. When we are considering a, a an opposition to the Christian faith, that's the most, probably the most corporate, uh, most uh, recent corporate opposition that we've had. That I can kind of reference that back to. That we as a body of believers can go back to. This may also apply to somebody who's, where it says in verse 9, the refuge for the oppressed. You know, that, that we, might, uh, we might be oppressed by family members, by co-workers. Oh, there's the, the now, uh, there's the, you know, I, I, I know people that are, have claimed, you know, oh, well, you know, they, they speak bad about me because I'm a Christian. And I'm going, they probably speak bad about you because you say you're a Christian, but they know that you have, uh, you have this in your life and you have that in your life and that you saying that you're a Christian and then not representing Christ accurately and acting a little bit weird, um, that might have something to do with it also. But if we are just in right standing with the Lord and, and being oppressed um, outside of uh, these walls, and whether it's at work or within our family or anything, just know that the Lord is our refuge. He's not forsaken us. He's the one that we can run to. Uh, that Cutlass song, You Are My Strong Tower, you don't have it, I highly recommend downloading it, and it's a good song. You know, It's, good. it's an upbeat uh, worship song. But just understanding, because at the end of verse 10, it says, For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. The Lord doesn't forsake us as we seek him, as we follow him in faith. The Lord doesn't walk away from us. That's also something that, uh, and I, I'm not on like, in, uh, well, I kind of am uh, right now, but that, that anti-feelings, you know, following our feelings, um, just understanding that, that our feelings can deceive us. And our heart can deceive us. And I know I've shared that several times over the past few weeks. But I believe the Lord's putting it on my heart because we have to constantly uh, be aware that our, our feelings and our heart will deceive us. And, you know, it's, it's not within our nature to submit to the will of the Lord. It's not within our nature. It's us obeying the Holy Spirit to do so. But our, our, our flesh works against the Spirit, doesn't it? And there's always that argument there. And, and hopefully, as we grow in our faith, the argument with even uh, those things like, should I attend church? Okay, you might get past that. But then sometimes the struggle goes to, should I be reading my Bible at home? You know, I, I'm tired. Uh, do I, do I want to get into the Word right now or do I not? You know, I, I remember Will sharing, and he goes, there are times when we're home, and the lid of that Bible, the, the cover of that Bible feels like it's 400 pounds. How am I going to lift that? I remember being at work this past year, and uh, I think a truck had backed into um, a, a big piece of granite. I had no idea how much just, because much of it was still back up on the wall, and I'm like, oh, I might be able to lift this corner of it and lift it up. I, Lifted that, oh, oh no, <laughs> that's not happening. I could have been really stupid and like, I, you know, I, I, I'm a guy. So sometimes we have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of that, uh, uh, no, I can, I can, I can do this. I can, I, I got it. I got it. And uh, nope, thankfully I've, I've grown, uh, you know, I, they, they say uh, gray hair is a sign of wisdom, right? It's in the scripture uh, that, uh, that uh, I, I realized, wait a minute. 
the old John's probably going to do this and end up dropping this, I don't know, 1,000-pound rock on my foot. Or I can just put a work order in. They come down with a forklift. Whoops. The next day, I put a work order in. The next day, it's up there. You know, it, it's it's the uh, just just understanding that, you know, th those things um, it can can lead to foolishness. I think I've talked about that uh, long enough. Verse 11, sing praises to the Lord uh, who dwells in Zion. Uh, Zion's another um, uh, for Jerusalem. Uh, declare his deeds among the people for he avenges blood. He remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. So remember, I mean, for us, as we're going through Genesis, just recently, we, uh, if you just thinking of an avenger of blood, as it's saying here that he avenges blood, remember God avenging Abel, where he judges Cain. Uh, the cry of the humble, the cry of the humble. Um, if you, thinking of injustice in this world, it's often the humble and the poor that are, are taken advantage of the most. It's not usually the strong and powerful, right? Because they can fight back. It's the humble, it's the poor, to understand that God fights the battles of the humble and the poor. There may be, for a short time, that 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 uh, oppressor, whoever it is, may have victory. They may seem as though they have victory, I should say. Um, but understanding, in the end, the Lord has... Uh, his children's best, um, uh, best, uh, you know, hour. Um, I'm trying to think of the word right now. It's not coming uh, to mind. Um, interest. Thank you. The best interest in mind. My goodness, it must be Sunday night at seven o'clock, and <laughs> my brain wants to shut down. Right? Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, the best interest. The Lord has our best interest, so we can just we can trust in Him. Verse 13 says, "Have mercy." On me, O Lord, consider my trouble from those who hate me, you uh, who lift me up from the gates of death. That sounds like a bad place to be, the gates of death. That you, that I may tell of all your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in your salvation. That even so, as we look at verses thirteen and fourteen, you know, having uh, that the Lord would have uh, would cover us on behalf you know, on our behalf. Because of his mercy, you know, uh, David has much more than his own benefit and well-being in mind as he's as he's saying this. You know, even his deliverance is a way uh, for God uh, for God to bring more glory to Himself. Is what he's saying here. Is that if you if you uh, preserve me, he says here. Uh, it says uh, that I may tell. So uh, when he's saying, consider my trouble from those who hate me, you who lift me up from uh, the gates of death. Verse fourteen. Then it says that I may tell of your praise. Lord, that you would deliver me, that you would be praised. Not that, that, that you would deliver me, uh, and then I can go on and, and rule and reign and, and, and uh, just act like nothing happened. David said, no, when you deliver me, I will give you the praise due. Important for us to understand that, that when the Lord gives us victory in our lives, that we share that it was the Lord that gave us that victory and not our own. Oh, man. Yeah, I really, I really, you know, it's strong. I'm a strong person, and I persevered through that. You know, I saw all this going on in my life, and and uh, when we have the opportunity to share, um, and now we may think that when I say that, that um, it, you may you may see it um, when somebody's interviewed on the news, 
or whatever. And um, uh, maybe that's a public way that, that we would hear somebody say, oh, you know what? I really had to, I had to, to push through. I had a, you know, we had a lot of opposition and, um, you know, I, I just dug down and, and I, I had to do it myself. You know, it's, it's a, uh, um, it's a blessing uh, for us to hear somebody say, you know what, I, I knew that I couldn't do it, so I just cried out to the Lord. That's not just on a, a news interview, but just to understand that our help comes from the Lord, right? Over the scripture says, my help comes from the Lord. You know, I lift my eyes up uh, because that's where my help comes from. You know, the maker of heaven and earth. <laughs> that he would be properly praised. And given the 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 honor and and praise due, you know, David uh, didn't see his rescue as the final goal. The goal was always to give God greater glory, and that's what he's writing here. He says, you know, deliver me, save me, help me, that I may tell of your praise in the gates um, of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in your salvation. Verse fifteen: The nations have sunk down in the pit which they made, and the net which they hid. Uh, their own foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgments he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Meditation. So he, 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 David is writing the word uh, just here, meditation, um, for itself. That, that he's just saying that would be something for them to go back and meditate on, where that word meditation is written there. You know, um, the, that the Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. So verses uh, 15 and 16, um, the plots, the plots to steal, the plots to hurt, you know, all of those things. Eventually, they may be successful for a while, but eventually they catch up. How many times have you seen, uh, you know, what comes to mind right now is Enron. Right. Uh, so Enron, when they got caught and they were you know, stealing money and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing, they had shredding parties. Right. You know, and, and they're trying to it, it, they, they got to that point where they were successful, you know, up to a certain point, And when they got caught, everything fell apart and they're trying to hide everything and they're doing they're doing all these things. They got caught in their own snare. You know, I, I say Enron, but it could have been anything. Any, anybody that, you know, you think in the news or, or whatever it is that, that think they're getting away with it. But understanding there's a righteous judge that whether it's in this life or the next, they're going to have to answer to. You know, the wicked is, you know, is snared in the work of his own hands. It reminds me of Absalom when he's running from David. You know, he gets snared in the tree, right, by his hair. His hair was kind of his glory, and he was a good-looking man and everything. He, in his rebellion, uh, as he's rebelling against David, gets caught. I mean, that wasn't a, a snare that he set himself, but it's that type of the, 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 the thing that, that you may glory in. you know. And, and for him, his glory was in rebellion and uh, that he was trying to steal there. But that own snare in and of itself caught him, that he got caught in his own snare. Uh, and, and then he gets run through as he's hanging there in the tree by his hair. You know, that's a, that's not a, uh, not any way I would want to be remembered. You know, even the, the, the best plans and efforts of those who oppose God end up serve, <coughs> excuse me, serving his purpose. Um, just understanding that you can't beat God. You know, I, I, I have some uh, verses, and, and it's it's like eight, nine verses here for me to read to you, but it's uh, Romans 8, verses 31 to 39. It's going to be familiar. 
Verse 31 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persecuted, sorry, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor anything other, other, any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, that the believer would understand that there's nothing that can come against us that is going to overcome us when we're in the palm of God's hand. You know, the scriptures tell us that when we're in his hand, nobody can snatch us out of his hand, right? That when we're when we're in the hand of the Lord, whatever comes. When when Paul says, "For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, angels or principalities or powers, nor things present or things the things that are happening right now or things that are going to happen, uh, height, depth, nothing that he basically he's saying there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Just like I as a parent, there's nothing that if I know there is a, a, there somebody is trying to hurt. One of my daughters, I'm going to put myself between them and my daughter. I just did it actually uh, with my dog, okay? Um, so I love my dog. And uh, I had here, you guys see him. Uh, he's, he's sleeping in, in, uh, in the front office right now and his thing. But you guys know Coda. I think you've all met him. Uh, a little chocolate lab. He's five months old. He doesn't understand that a bigger dog could pose a threat to him. My neighbor has a German Shepherd, full size thing, and uh, and that thing when it gets out, it's all over the neighborhood, running through the streets and everything. And I'm I have Coda outside, and and I'm pretty much training him to stay with me, so I don't have to to always have him you know tied right to my 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 fist. But I I do keep you know I've got his leash in my hand, and you know that, that longer leash as he gets older, he's he's getting more permissions and everything. And I. I just I, I kind of look up and I see something running towards me, running right across the street, full-grown Sherman Shepherd coming right toward him. So I grab him. He has that harness that you see him running back, and he's got the hook on the back of it. So I grab him, put him right behind me, and my neighbors try to chase him down. I went to school with my neighbor's uh, parents, so I, you know I know him through them. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm trying to trying to keep Coda behind me, but I see this as a potential threat to to my dog. And, and as the dog is trying to get to him, I'm rotating with the dog. And I don't know if my hand's going to get bit. And I say, is he friendly? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going, okay. I, I don't know what's happening here, but I've got a five-month-old puppy here. And this dog just ran right into my yard. It's not like I 
irresponsibly had my dog running around. This dog escaped their house and they're trying to get it back in. So they feel bad and I'm, I'm trying not to overreact, but I'm also trying to make sure my dog doesn't get killed or maimed. You know, so I've got him by, <laughs> and I just keep picking him up, and he's trying to figure out he wants to play with this dog, and he doesn't realize that that thing might be of of great harm to him. And I'm putting myself between my dog and this one. This just happened this past week, and and then finally, when the dog runs off, I grab my dog and I throw him inside, and I know, okay, I got to wait till that stuff settles down. Very much uh, that maybe that's going to give us a little bit of an understanding of how God works on our behalf. That there's nothing, there's nobody that can separate us from God's love. There's, there's, there's no, uh, no thing that can that can come in and say, ah, now you're separated from God's love. There's, there's nothing that, you know, Paul wrote that to the Romans, making sure they understand that there's nothing that happens. You know, where he says here that, uh, you know, um, I got to back up. You know. We are killed all day long. Uh, verse it says uh, verse in verse thirty six, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. You know that uh, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. And then he goes on to say that whatever happens in our lives as Christians, we can understand that we are in the hand of the Lord. We are in God's hand. And as David is writing here, where he's talking about the snares that are set, that these things here that are set to harm us, the Lord is going to protect us. He's going to put Himself between us and them. They may, they may be able to do things, you know, occasionally. Remember, we've talked about Nehemiah, you know, as they're, as they're building the wall and they were given the permission there and, and a godly, they, that God intervened so much that King Artaxerxes is like, yeah, go ahead. You know, you can leave here and you can go back. I'm going to give you the, the, the protection, the provision and the permission to go do so. That's all from the Lord. You know, they were under the rule and reign of King Artaxerxes. But when Nehemiah uh, is, is, is broken in his presence, which he could have lost his life for, he goes. And as they're building, there are enemies around them. And they realize that this is a true threat for them. But they're not going to stop the work because they know that God has set them to do that. Remember, you guys remember that they start building and, they, and, and they're building with one hand. And even they've got night shift going on understanding that that attack could come at any time. It could come uh, right in the morning. It can come, you know, at nighttime, we're going to be ready. So they've got shifts. People are on different sleeping uh, schedules and everything. Some of us work nights in here and know that, oh, okay, uh, you're on a different schedule, right, Casey? Um, you know, you're on a different schedule. and uh, But the work keeps continuing. And that, that's why they're doing it. So they've got a spear or, or swords or uh, you know, whatever they've got, you know, a broom handle, you know, whatever they, they can find that they would be able to defend themselves. But the work continued. No, we know that God has called us to do this and we're going to continue. The Lord's going to take care of our enemy, but we're going to be ready. We should be ready as brothers and as, as Christians, be ready for the spiritual battle in our lives. We need to be ready. How are we ready? By being in the word, understanding that this is where we draw our strength. This is the Sunday night crowd. I understand that. Uh, that but uh, just understanding that as we're as we're investing in our faith, this this is in the bad. This, we're investing our time uh, in serving the Lord while we're here, and it's going to help us to be prepared for the fight. Understanding that the Lord is the one that fights our battles. We can just go. You guys. Uh, so I don't know about you guys, but uh, backyard football. For us as kids, you always wanted the biggest, fastest, strongest person on your. I was never that guy. 
I was always the little guy. When I was a freshman, I was a year behind everybody. I started at four years old um, in kindergarten because of my birthday being in October. So I was always a little bit smaller uh, and everything than, than everybody in my class or whatever. But when it came to the time to, you know, pay, if I was team captain, all right, where's the biggest, strongest, fastest? You know, uh, so you want that person you know, blocking the way for you or whatever. And I'm not saying they're my God, but, you know, that, that we would that we would want that one that that can be in front of us. You know, so for us, for backyard football, hey, you block and I'm going to run right around. You know, it, it was that. But for us to understand that the Lord fights our battles, that the Lord is the one that we can go and say, Lord, I'm dealing with. I've got to deal with this when I go to work tomorrow. I've got to deal with this when, you know, I, I am, uh, you know, at this family event. Or I've got, got to deal with this when I go to church. <laughs> you know, there may be a dispute that, that Christian brother and sister uh, need to deal with, uh, with one another. Whatever it is, we just have to understand that when we come to the Lord and we ask for his help, he's going to fight on our behalf. Verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. I don't like that verse. <laughs> I don't want any. I, personally, I wouldn't want to be in, in, included in that. Um, uh, turn from wicked ways and follow the Lord. Repent. And uh, we don't ever have to worry about that. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Think of uh, what that brings to mind for me is uh, the rich man and Lazarus. You know, there was a man that lived in a needy life. You know, he sat outside the gate. Uh, he fed off, you know, the scraps and the dogs would come and lick his sores. You know, uh, the, for the needy shall not always be forgotten. What was the end result for Lazarus? He's in Abraham's bosom, right? <clears throat> the expectation of the poor shall, never, uh, shall uh, not perish forever. Verse 19. You know, God, before we go on to that, God knows our needs. You know, uh, Remember God's uh, special instruction, his, his welfare system that he had for those that were gleaning. If you, re you know, read back in the Old Testament, was that as you're gleaning, if you drop things, uh, that you're supposed to leave it there. There are certain sections that you're supposed to leave for those that may be traveling through or for the poor. That, that, that God had that heart for the poor. Just understanding, um, you know, he, he is the one that provides. He's the expectation of the poor shall not bear shall not perish forever. Verse 19, arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. We could spend a long time on verse 19. Arise, O Lord, do not man let man prevail. Unfortunately, the wicked heart of man has uh, not in that one that isn't in subjection to God uh, can get very wicked. Just look at the look at the world right now. Uh, you know, you just just look at um, you know the the oppression um, and uh, this this <laughs> just just think of of China, what China does to its people. That if they do, if they say or do anything, they're just they just disappear against their government. They just disappear, never to be seen again. That they can force Christian slaves into making these little toys and you know just slaves. You're going to make this and look at the labels. Everything that you look at, made in China. Guess who it's made by? A slave, somebody who's extremely underpaid and forced to do that. You know, that, that man, you know, don't let them prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. At some point, 
they are going to give account for what they've done. Put them in fear, O Lord, because they're operating without the fear of the Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. That, they, that, that uh, human beings, that God breathed breath into all of our lives and that we're still alive because of his grace and mercy. Yeah, every we all we all have an expiration date. <laughs> you know, we all we are all going to die at one point. We're all mortal. The, as much as man has tried to find a time machine or create a way for us to live forever, uh, we're just it's not going to happen. You know, Will has shared up here: ten out of people die. You know, a hundred percent of us are going to face death unless we're taken away. Besides, before then, you know, we can look at Elijah, right? Um, yeah, he's he, the trumpet. Yeah, <laughs> Shane put his hand to his ear. You know, we hear the the trumpet. You know, we may be called to the Lord's presence. Just understanding that there is nobody that every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every one of them. You know, those who are the oppressor for us, it's going to be a praise, my Lord, my Lord, right. You know, think of the great right throne judgment. You know, sheep and goats, depart from me. I never knew you. That's the most hor That's the most horrifying thing that we could ever hear, that somebody could ever hear. We could, no, we are going to hear as we stand in his grace and mercy and, and uh, live our lives for the Lord. You know, we'll hear, well done, great and faith, uh, uh, faithful servant, enter into your rest. That's our, that's our goal. That's what we have to look forward to because of his grace and mercy, because of his righteousness, that we can that we can stand in his righteousness. Wouldn't want to be on the other side of it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the one that that fights our battles for us, that we can trust in you. Lord, that that any oppression that we may see against the church or against us individually or um, whatever it is, Lord, that we can trust and know that we are in your hand and that you are going to take care of us, protect us. You're our strong tower. We love you. We praise you. And we help. We pray that you would help us to understand that in the midst of trial. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. So